Good morning. Where are the men in ministry? <laughs> uh, today's uh, podcast is going to be about uh, if you're debating to get married or not. Um, what are the pros and cons about that and how it can actually help you in your leadership? Whether it's at church or at work or wherever it is. Um, marriage is really a school that God has intended for men, uh, especially in the last days here. And I'm going to be looking, I'm going to be telling you guys a little bit about my story, about why I uh, decided to get married. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a story. It was right after um, Bible college. I remember I, ha- I had decided to take the call and go to Bible college. I was there for two years, and and then um, I was debating. I was like, Lord, what's uh, what's my next move? What do you want me to do? You know, I feel like God is preparing me uh, for something. And I'm just listening to his voice, waiting for guidance, waiting for me to take take me you know show me my next move because that's literally what he did up until that point he told me exactly where where to go when to do it and that was by you know being close to him through prayer through studying scripture and through being in tune so i was at that point in time i was like lord what is my next step what will you have me do and i remember one of the things that was uh, being talked about a lot at that time was women's ordination and, you know, there was a lot of study going on. I remember studying it thoroughly. And uh, it was actually God spoke to me through that. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. And it's actually found in First Timothy chapter 3. And kind of how God showed me what my next move was going to be. And this is found in First Timothy chapter 3. <clears throat> and it says in the first verse, This is a true saying, If a man desire the office of a bishop... He desired a good work. Uh, so a bishop, you know, is, is a pretty much like a pastor or a shepherd nowadays. But he showed me how this context of, of being a man, uh, desiring to be a person of, of spiritual leadership, is desiring a good work. And it gives some qualifications, uh, which I thought were very interesting. So, number two, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, diligent, sober of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Now, there's a lot of people that say that, you know, uh, those are just kind of principles. Like, being the husband of one wife just shows that you need to be faithful, right? You need to be a faithful uh, man. <laughs> but let's keep reading why. Uh, I think there's a little bit more to that, and I'm going to share with you guys in a second. So verse 3, not given to wine, no, no striker, not greedy, filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, uh, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Verse 5, this is, this is the key one. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? So the question here is, is if he doesn't know how to take care of his own house, how is he going to take care of the church of God? And I know that me, my, personally growing up, I had a uh, terrible home dynamic. I came from a broken home. My parents were divorced. Uh, there was no, um, there was no clear guide for me. I don't feel like my parents, uh, really got i feel like they were just kind of missing there the whole time Uh, my dad was a little bit more involved but you know even he at times was not a very good example he was kind of like the black sheep in the family who do you know a lot of bad things uh and so i kind of grew up without having a strong family dynamic so 
growing up and and realizing this, I knew that number one, coming to a place for where I get married is going to be difficult. Why? Because I have all these all these problems, all these issues. Uh, and number two, you know, I knew God had called me to ministry, and if I was going to be called to some sort of leadership decision, I needed to to be refined in my character a little more. Like, man, I mean, this is not something school's going to fix. This is not something a four-year education program is going to fix about about all your issues with your character. You know, how you grew up in a broken family. Uh, all these little things. That's not something that's that's going to fix. But notice how it says that. Uh, it says, how shall he take care of a church if he does not know how to rule his own house? And so I realized that that having a family, getting married and having a family... Obviously, married to the right person is an opportunity for you to grow in your leadership. It basically says here, if you can rule your house well, if you can have a good marriage and rule your kids properly, then that means that you have a fighting chance with the church. Now, I don't want to just make a blanket statement and say that everybody needs to get married. <laughs> you know, but I remember specifically me uh, reading this and God kind of taking me to a, through a series of of schools where he was able to teach me and grow my character. The first one was canvassing. You know, then it was Bible work. And then after that, he showed me. I was like, he was like, I need you to get married because I still need to work on you. And it's going to be through marriage. The school of marriage. And so I saw this and I was like, huh, this is interesting. Lord, you you want you would prefer that I would be married first. Uh not so much for temptations. You know, a lot of people say, Hey, this guy's gotta get married if he's gonna be a ministry because there's too much temptation out there. No. It's saying, man, he needs to grow in his leadership. If he can rule his house well, then he can rule my house properly. And so, this is this is a good, I feel like, object lesson, or not object lesson. This is a good, uh, just lesson. If if you're in any kind of leadership, uh, marriage, I've seen people, or you know, Seventh Day Adventist men, treat it kind of like a secondary thing of importance. And that's why I feel like taking care of your marriage and taking care of your household is of more importance. Than any leadership position that you may have. Why? Because it is your marriage. It is your family. That's going to give you uh, the tools and the experience. And the qualifications that you're going to need. As you're being called. Into a higher position. And this was true for me. I feel like um, it wasn't until I finally decided to to get married. My wife. I feel like. God had kind of just said it perfectly throughout this whole time. When he showed me I need, he needed for me to get married, uh, he gave me somebody who I was able to share the same vision with, who's also passionate about ministry and, you know, was very similar minded as I was. And I thank God for that because, you know, ever since I married her, it's I'll, I'll be completely raw and honest with you guys. It's been the hardest thing I've ever done. And if, you, and if you're married and you're listening to this, you know what I mean. Being married is not easy. You know, unless you're constantly just surrendering yourself to the Holy Spirit. It's, it can be a really tough road. 
it can be and and my wife and I have gone through some pretty dark times in our relationship. But it is it is through all this that God is kind of molding us and helping us be better qualified. So that's just my two cents today. Um, if you're debating whether marriage is a good option or not, just know that being with the right person makes a world of a difference. I, I feel like I am with the perfect person that God called me to 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 be with. But it still it doesn't make it easy. So if you marry the wrong person, whether she's done church or whether she's going to be a hindrance to your spiritual life, uh, just keep that in mind that, that marriage is already hard. You don't have to make it harder on yourself. You know, sometimes... Um, Men like to um, fall behind a, a, a woman and, and be reactive to them. I've seen that too. And so another quick thing I wanted to share is that one thing that uh, being married has taught me is that your wife really wants you to, to lead her. To lead her spiritually, physically, emotionally, and to be that leader in her life. One that leads her to Christ. And... And so that requires a lot of proactiveness. I was sharing this concept with my father because um, he actually has this idea that, you know, most women are bad. And he's had a lot of bad luck with women. He's on his third marriage or fourth, I'm not sure. But I'm not trying to put him on blast, but I'm just saying that I was able to see that. And I was able to analyze. I was like, Dad, every single woman in your life is just reacting to you. Like if this is the fourth person that comes into your life and they are all acting the same way, it's not them. It's you. And I saw and I heard this analogy once about about being married or, you know, have being in a relationship and how the woman needs to be free and needs to run freely like the river and and it actually has a lot of power to just you know wash away things but you need to be like that rock right in the middle of the of the river just being stable and balanced and always having that unconditional love for them because sometimes they i feel like they test you to see if you really love them you need to always pass the test and so just remember that women they react to you so if you're a male leader uh if you're a male if you're a man in the church day and you're married and you're having problems in your marriage, like at one point I felt like I was having a lot of those, just remember that women want a leader and that they will react to you positively if you stand your ground and love them unconditionally. I feel like um, I feel like the, the whole feminist movement... Um, has been a hot topic, you know, especially in our church with all the controversial issues behind women's ordination. And um, and one thing that I told my wife, I think she used to be uh, <laughs> heavily influenced by those things. And and, and I told her one day, I, I told her, um, she was actually making an argument about, you know, submitting to men and blah, blah, blah. And I told her, I told her, hey, you know, if you're a woman and your husband loves you unconditionally, like Jesus is supposed to love the church, then women wouldn't have a problem submitting to that man. To somebody that they trust. Somebody that knows that is looking out for their best interest. 
and it's a lot harder said than done i'm gonna (laughs) say guys it's uh it's not easy sometimes always keeping your ground and and being that constant in her life but god wants you to be like him jesus is our husband and there is one way that we can be more like Jesus is literally through the family relations. He can mold you. He can bless you. He can uplift you. But it does take a process and it does take a beating. Like if, like say if you're, like if you're a clay, you're in the potter's hands. And it's going to be tough and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful. But take this opportunity... And I know if somebody's out there maybe struggling with their marriage as an Adventist man, I, everybody struggles with this. You know, even pastors, they have, they're under so much pressure sometimes that they don't know how to nurture their relationship or just or just leader or even just, you know, an Adventist man struggling in, in his marriage. I'm asking you, I'm begging you. Submit to Christ and do that faithfully. Be loving, and your wife will be able to follow. Like I said, it's not easy, but that's what God requires of us. Uh, so, let me know your thoughts, guys. If you guys have any uh, any thoughts about this podcast, I would love to to see what your comments are. Um, yeah, God bless. Have a good a good day.